Imagine what usually goes on in your mind and in your heart. You're driving down the road, and that person just pulls out right in front of you. It's going through your mind. What's going to happen in your heart right, right at that moment, right? What's going on when someone, you're waiting in line, or whether it's car in person, and then someone just cuts right in front of it, whether they knew it or not, they just come right in front. You've been waiting for however long. They just walk right up, cut the line, and do whatever, whether it's the grocery store and car or whatever. They just shove themselves right in and keep going as if nothing ever happened. What's going on in your heart at that moment? And if you find out maybe someone, a friend is talking about you behind your back, someone else tells you about it, and what's going on in your heart when you find out that person, you thought you, you, thought you trusted them, you thought you confided in them, and then there, here, there they are, going talking about and uh, shedding the story and maybe in a negative light. What's going on in your heart at that moment? A lot of times, we can hear things like, Jesus says all these things, love your enemies, do good to those who hurt you. And we can hear that and almost like, yes, that's beautiful, that's great. And we can hear it very disconnected from your daily life. That's a great thing that I want to do, right? I, we all want to love our enemies. No one would disagree with that. Who wants to love the person who just cut me off and almost made me get in an accident? Who wants to love the person who shoved their way right in front of me in the line? Who wants to love the person who's talking bad about me behind my back and I find out about it? That feels a whole lot different than just this idea of loving my enemies, right? Doing good, doing good to those who hurt you. Love the, Jesus has all these beautiful things that sound beautiful because we just hear them in a very disconnected way. But if I hear it concretely, love that person in my life who did this to me, that feels very different. And when I hear that, I think, absolutely not. Don't you know what they did? Don't you understand? They don't deserve my love. They deserve a whole lot of other things. What they don't deserve is my love, right? So our mind immediately goes. They don't deserve that. Well, honestly, I like the first reading that, that, the, God, that the, the church gives us today because we're a whole, I'm usually a whole lot, uh, I'm usually tempted to be a whole lot more like Abishai in the first reading. See, Saul, in the first, to give a little context, Saul had been, for the last, for, for months, maybe even years, had been hunting down David. David was the newly anointed king of Israel, and Saul was jealous. Saul was afraid. Saul was trying to protect his own power. And so Saul has been chasing down David for months and trying to kill him. David's been on the run. And in this turn of events, David and his, and his, his partner come upon Saul and all of his men asleep in this cave. And Abishai's like, this is it. God has given Saul into your hands. We can finally give him what's been coming to him. We can get revenge on him for all that he's put us through. It's only going to take me one stroke of the spear. I'm not even going to need a second one. He's ready to do it. He's ready to finish this and give Saul exactly what's been coming to him. And he might actually even be justified in that. David is the anointed king of Israel. Saul is trying to kill him, right? This is self-defense, right? I'm trying to protect myself. It's very easy to get into that line of thinking. This is what they deserve. Don't you see all the things that they've been doing to me? Let's just end it right now. Give them what's been coming to them. That's what normal human justice would think of, right? Tit for tat. You get what you're trying to give to me. David is operating under a whole different mindset. And Jesus is calling us to operate under a whole different mindset. A whole lot greater and a whole lot harder. A different kind of love. When he says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Turn the other cheek. Stop judging. Stop condemning. And he goes on and on and on of all these things that seem so hard and so impossible to do. Which one of us is going to walk out of here and say, I'm never going to hate anyone ever again. I'm never going to judge anyone ever again. Because Jesus said it, right? 
Stop judging. Those are impossible things to do. And honestly, it kind of seems like I don't, I don't want, it seems like I'm weak. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I can't do anything in retaliation. I'm just supposed to take everything. Is that what Jesus is actually asking me to do? Loving our enemy, loving that person, that one person in our life, or multiple people in our lives who've hurt us, who get under our skin, who know just how to push the buttons, who deserve a whole lot, maybe in my mind, different things than love, that's a kind of love that's never going to be easy. And that's the kind of love that's never going to come naturally. We have all kinds of loves, right? We love our family, we love our friends, we love our school, we love our work, maybe. We love, like, our, we love foods. We have all different kinds of love. But this kind of a love is unlike anything else. And it's a kind of love that's never going to actually come naturally to us. I'm never going to feel like, man, I am really good at loving my enemy. That's never, I don't think that's ever going to happen to any of us on this side of heaven. It's never going to be easy. It's always going to feel new. It's always going to feel like I'm like, I have to learn it step by step by step. That's just the nature of that kind of a love. And it's always going to be a whole lot easier to fall back into Abishai's way of thinking. Let's just get revenge and be done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. This is hard. This is difficult. I'm suffering a whole lot through this. It's always going to be way easier. Why does Jesus ask us to do something so difficult, so impossible, so almost like unnatural to us that we never get used to it? Because Jesus, if, if Jesus is who he says he is, he doesn't just arbitrarily say, do this because I said so. He wasn't on a whim saying, love your enemies, just because that's what came to him that day. If Jesus is who he says he is, what he calls us to and what he invites us to is actually the path to our true happiness. It's the path to our, what we were created to be like. Jesus is calling us to live into love with his kind of love. We were created, in short, to imitate him, to live like him. So Jesus is saying, in, in a short way, love like me. Because that's what's going to actually satisfy your heart. That's what's going to actually bring you fulfillment. That's what you were created for. Does revenge, beyond the immediate moment, ever actually make us feel good? Honestly. There might be a little, a little like satisfaction in the moment, but does it, does it actually last? Or is it just an illusion? Jesus is calling us to a lasting fulfillment with this kind of love. How do we do that? How can I ever hope to love like Jesus? Two things come to mind for us to reflect on. Number one is the... the we have to admit and we have to acknowledge that for me to love like that is impossible. On my own, I will never be able to love like Jesus, period. I can't do it. I haven't succeeded yet on my own, and I'd be willing to bet no one here has succeeded in loving like Jesus all the time. We can't do it. And so, number two, we're not going to be able to do it by trying really hard to love like Jesus. That's not the answer. Because I'm going to try really hard until I get really tired, and then I'm just going to, it's going to fall apart. Because it's all reliant upon myself and on my own power to try to love as hard as, as best as I can. If it's based on me trying, it's going to fail eventually. I'm going to get tired. Because it's not supposed to rest upon us. God does not expect us to make ourselves like Jesus. That's not an expectation that he has for us. What he, what he does want to do is that he wants to make us like Jesus. That's a very different thing. 
It's not about me trying really hard, but it's me allowing the grace of God to actually work through me. Loving my enemies is only going to be actually possible if I'm first allowing myself to receive the love that God has for me, to receive the grace that God desires to give to me. Because a lot of times when we struggle with loving our enemies, it's because they've touched us, they've pricked us, and out of pride, out of fear, out of shame, out of anger, out of all these things that attack my own identity, that's what I'm lashing out against. That's what I'm reacting to. But if I'm secure in how God sees me, and if I fully believe that, and if I receive the love that God has for me as his son or as his daughter, nothing can touch that. Nobody else can touch that because I'm secure in what God has created me for and who he has created me to be. And if I'm secure in that, then I can love like God. Then I can love with God's love because I see how he loves me. And I'm loving like, because God loves us in that way, even though I do everything against him. He doesn't, I don't, he doesn't deserve my love. I mean, reverse that. I don't deserve his love. He does deserve my love. I don't deserve his love but he still gives it to me. He still does that. And then now when I'm in interacting with someone else who's hurting me, I'm not reacting to them poking at my hurts, but I'm secure in who I am in the Lord. And I can respond to that in charity as opposed to reacting out of my own hurt. So if we hear this call that Jesus has for us today, and that sounds intimidating, and that sounds impossible, that sounds like a really tall order, great, because that's the first step. You can't do it. You can't try hard enough and succeed. What you can do is receive the love that God has for you first. That's what's transformative, and that's what Jesus is actually inviting us to. It's the only way we're going to accomplish it. Receive that love today, and let that love be what allows, that, that be, let that love be what allows us to accomplish what Jesus calls us to today. Amen.